We're good. Yep. Yep. Hey. Is, is that your mic check? Because I'm fine. And you go. Good. Let's <laughs> see my mic check. Hey, Mike. Hey, Mike, how you doing? You good? You alive? I'm still living. I don't know. I actually don't know what the hell I'm doing here. Maybe I feel pulse. Maybe I don't. Maybe. <laughs> hey, welcome to the Media Boat Podcast. <laughs> it is Wednesday night. They, they tell us it's Wednesday night. It's hump day. Uh, Wednesday night. Uh, no, please don't. Uh, it is October the 4th. We're in October, everyone. It's October it's the 4th, oh. 2017. It is Wednesday night. This is episode... 92. 92. Episode 92 of the Media Boat Podcast. Your source for everything about movies, TV, music, and video games... Not necessarily in that order. Yeah, it's in that order. My name is Matt. I'm Mike. I'm Mike. He's Matt. Media Boat Podcast right down here. Boom. Yeah, Thanks for finding us. us. Um, and if you're on audio, it's we're referring to a little logo that says Media Boat Podcast beneath us. But you already knew that. Because we've been doing this for 90 episodes. Because we've been being here for episodes. a while now. <laughs> um, the, probably the... I, I bet... I wonder what the record is for the longest running podcast that no one listened to. I don't know. Because I want to beat that record. I think we are that record. Like, I want to I beat like to that record. I like to think we are that record, but... I think we probably are. Really that means but... that we have to find that podcast. <laughs> yeah, who knows? We could have some guy who's been recording Dynamax. for the last 10 years and nobody knows who he is. Right. I, I don't know. It's called persistence. Yeah. Speedy stamina, man. Anyways. Right. Well, while that's called Persistence and Stamina, we're called Media Boat Podcast. We talk about all things media, and we always start every week, as we do, with the box office. Yeah, let's talk about some box office numbers. Um, so this weekend was kind of interesting, but kind so, of boring at the same time. Yeah, so this is why we always wait until Tuesday Actuals to post yeah. when to post our box office numbers. Because this one was a neck and neck and neck race. Yeah, a three, three-way race. It was almost three-way tie. You had very, very similar numbers for the top three movies here. So the number one movie only won by a hair. And by a hair, I mean $35,000. Right. Uh, going small. into Sunday, yeah. American Made was poised to be the number one movie at the box office. Which is what we predicted last week. We thought that Tom Cruise, star power, plus marketing budget equaled, okay, plus, this uh, will do at least $20 million. Right. Plus a half um, Kingsman drop, yeah. as per, as expected. We expected. So... Sh- one of those things happened and the other thing did not. Yeah, we got the 50% drop, like we called. Yeah. Uh, but it still ended up being your number one movie. Because America Made uh, only did about uh, a little less than that. Like yeah. I said, by $35,000 margin here. So both of them made about $16 million this week. Right. Kingsman uh, was number one with $16.9 million. Yeah. Uh, bringing its total to $66 million. It got number two with $16.9 Yeah. That's weird, right? It jumped back up. Yeah. Yeah, the difference between uh, number one and number two was $30,000. Yeah. Not great. Yeah. 43% drop for it uh, brings its total to $290 million and half a million worldwide. Yeah, that thing passed the 500 mark. Yep. Uh, that's going to be on your top 10 grossing movies this year list at the end of this year. Yep. Uh, Excited to also be on a bunch of top ten lists, and, just in yeah, general, and expect that to be uh, the most money making horror movie of all time. Yes, it, it like recently passed The Exorcist. Yeah. yeah, which it's on track to do. So yeah, look forward to seeing yep. horror fans really happy with that one. Um, yep. 
That brings us to number three, yeah. which was American Made, the Tom Cruise movie. There it is. Uh, at $16.7 million. Yep. So $200,000 separated second and third. It's crazy. Yeah. It, it usually doesn't get that close. No. I mean, 200000 does sound like a lot of money, but we're talking but about box movies, office numbers. Yeah. yeah that, that's super close. Uh, yeah, so, so 16.7 makes that number three. Lego Ninjago, number four with $11 million. And number five. Beep. 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 This thing thing was definitely DOA. (laughs) Okay. I'm talking about Flatliners. Yeah, got the joke I was making. Yes. Uh, Yeah, Flatliners, Flatlined. Yep, 6.5 million, but luckily it was only a 19 million budget. Yeah, so it'll get some money, but probably won't make its money back. It probably won't make its money back, but at least it's not a huge loss. Not a huge loss because it was a cheap movie to make, Um, but still... Kind of, kind of getting panned too. Reviews are real negative on it. In fact, I saw two in a row that made the same "do not resuscitate" joke <laughs> in their in their headline, which I thought was funny. Uh, but yeah, I get it. It's Flatliners. Uh, so, so yeah, probably don't see Flatliners. We didn't see Flatliners, but that's our that's our clue for the week here. Don't bother. Yes. And uh, you didn't see American Made, did you? No, I did not. I'm actually waiting this weekend to go to the movies because. Okay. We got a couple uh, good releases coming up. Yes, this week we have things. Yes. Uh, first up, we have The Mountain Between Us. This is the Kate right. Winslet, Idris Elba. Elba on a mountain. Trapped on a mountain, must survive movie. Yes. Looks pretty good. On, uh, uh, they're marking the crap out of it. Yep. Uh, looks like an intense uh, thriller movie. Yeah. I'm probably going to see this. Looks Looks good. Looks interesting. Is this the thing that makes uh, Idris Elba even more of a movie star? I hope so. I hope so, too. Yes. Um, but at least that movie's for me. The next movie is for you, Matt. <laughs> as it is also the weekend of My Little Pony. Right, the feature, uh, the movie of uh, the My Little Pony franchise. Right, and this is different from the Equestria Girl movie that they did a while right. back. Right, this, act- this is actually designed from the ground up to be a th- theatrical release. It is not meant to be a direct-to-video thing or made-for-TV thing. This is, no, we are budgeting this to be a feature release. Yes. And so they got big uh, guest stars. See, uh... Animation is better than usual. Right. It's not for TV, it's for film. But uh, still probably not, like, super wide because the market... Oh, it's getting a wide release. Yeah, but not But But, yeah, don't expect a wide... Yeah, no. Like, like a huge uh, incoming in numbers. I will probably not see this. I'm kind of behind in the series. I don't know what's going on. Uh, Matt, they're talking ponies. I don't (laughs) think you need to be caught up with anything. I'm sure it's good. Uh, That show is still probably pretty good. Uh, also, I'm is, pretty sure they would they would account for anybody not paying attention to the series. You'd think. You'd think. You'd think. Uh, so yeah, um, if you have kids, take them there. Uh, that'll probably be a good time at the movies. Nah, if you have kids, drop them off there while you go see the number one movie this weekend. Okay. Uh, that is, of course, The Mountain Between Us, like I said. Yeah. Or, yeah. if you want to be a little adventurous and get your sci-fi on, there is the Blade Runner coming out this weekend, 2049. Even though it's 2017. So, as you noted before the podcast, uh, this thing is getting really, really great early reviews. Yes. Um, uh, Blade Runner 2049 is expected to do gangbusters. Early ticket sales put it at 100 million plus opening weekend. 
So yeah. <laughs> this thing is going to take over. So here's the reason we're both kind of meh on this is because, one, I haven't seen Blade Runner, <laughs> and Matt has seen it and didn't think highly of it. I mean, I, I think it... I, okay. It's a... I'm sure at the time <laughs> of its release, it was mind-blowing, and I think that it does a lot of things that are... It does a lot of good things, and young Harrison Ford is pretty good in that thing. Uh, it doesn't hold up 100%. There are still things that are um, maybe a little aged about it that don't really hold up anymore. Um, and so I'm interested to see what they do with the sequel. Uh, I like Ryan Gosling. Let's see what he does. Young Goose. Young Goose. Yep. So yeah, um, I'm not super down on it. I'll, I, I would like to see it if I can afford it um, someday. Uh, so yeah, it's it's out there. So uh, it'll probably do pretty well. Yeah, uh, I will most likely see Blade Runner twenty forty nine this weekend. Yeah. Uh, just to one get it off my list and two see what the hell everyone is talking about. Yeah, so you'll probably have some uh, things to say about that thing next week. Yes, I shall be talking about that next shall. week. You shall. Yep. Uh, so that's your new releases. Let's move on to movie news. Yep. Movie news. First up. Wait a minute. That's the cast of Bob's Burgers. That's a TV show. Is it? Um, or is as it? As far as I know, um, as, I mean, to my knowledge. Yes, to, to everyone's <laughs> knowledge, Bob Burgers is definitely a TV show. Bob's Burgers. Uh, yes. Bo- Bob Burgers. Yeah, yes. Big, big, big Bob's Burgers. Big Bob's. Yes, with the blue, Big Bob's blue cheese that my dad likes. Yeah. Like, he like, specifically likes Big Bob's yeah. blue cheese. There's like any other type of blue cheese blue except che- Big Bob's. Blue cheese blue is cheese. disgusting. Oh, it is great. I hate blue cheese. <laughs> it's so overpowering. Uh, what else is overpowering is our next uh, story, China. Wait, 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 wait. Explain Fox Burgers. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so 20th Century Fox Get ahead of yourself. is making a feature film oh. of Bob's Burgers. Cool. This was announced today. Uh, they have set a July 17th, 2020 release date. Uh, Bob's Burgers is, of course, coming off the Emmy win this year for Outstanding Animated Series. And Fox Animation will produce the film, just like they did with the Simpsons movie. Right. Back in 2007. Yeah. That's 10 years ago. Yeah. So uh, this is interesting to me because Bob Burgers will be in its uh, eighth season yes. this year. Yes. Which means season. by 2020, you're probably going to see, if it's still on the air, will be in its 10th season. Right. Uh, so that makes it, what, uh, seven years faster than it took the, the <laughs> Simpsons to get a movie? Yes. <laughs> So that's still pretty impressive. Um, I'm kind of, I, I mean, I'm, I, I but, don't know. Um, but also point out that Seth MacFarlane has not done a no. animated movie. No, there's no Family Guy movie. Or, or American Dad or knock Cleveland Show. Well, I don't have any wood to knock on. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> but yeah. Um, I mean, I'm kind of glad in a way. That they're doing this because I think it would translate pretty well to a feature. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's enough to do in that universe that you could uh, you could make a, a pretty good movie length plot about it. Uh, um, yeah, I'm okay. I'm okay with yeah. this being a thing. Um, I could see it being pretty good. I keep jumping in and out of Bob's Burgers. Like I remember that it's on yeah. and I watch it, I ke- and I, then I, I forget the entirety to binge- of last season. Right, I forget to binge watch it. I'm now an entire season behind on this. Right, so, I'm like yeah. a couple seasons behind. Yeah, but from what I remember watching it, like I liked it. No, like, but it's but, but it's just you know it's a Sunday release and I it's can't so much. Get yeah, it. there's so much television to catch up on. Yeah. 
So yeah, maybe someday we'll go back to that thing. But uh, yeah, it's still good. I still like it. Yep. Uh, good to hear. Alright. Uh, so yeah, that brings us to our next story. Okay. Uh, speaking of superpower, China. Alright. Uh, so, uh, China's... China. Yeah, yes. China. 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 Yes, yes. Um, they're, they're in a current uh, legal battle with Hollywood. Oh, fun. Yeah, because, you know, it's all about the money. It, 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 the Benjamins. And in this case, it is literally all about the money, as PricewaterhouseCoopers, yes, that PricewaterhouseCoopers, yep. has discovered that ticket sales in China were underreported by as much as 9% last year. This means that the Chinese cinemas have been skimming millions in ticket revenue from Hollywood, uh, which amounts to at least $40 million from, for the six major U.S. studios. Yeah. In China, international films are entitled to 25% of the box office revenue, and U.S. studios officially grossed $1.87 billion last year Damn. from China. But because of that twenty five percent, they only received four hundred seventy million of that one point eight seven billion. Okay. So them skimming off forty million doesn't sound like a lot, but when you realize that you're only getting two hundred or four hundred seventy out of that pie, yeah, that's ten percent of what they're skimming off of you. Yeah, that's not great. Yep. But then again, I don't know. It's such a weird business. It's um, but it is a business. Yeah. That's the thing everyone always forgets is that. It's still a business. Yeah. And this is still a business. <laughs> uh, yeah, getting the business. Yeah, let's get the business done here. Um, speaking of getting the business done. Okay. I, I like that face. <laughs> that M. Night Shyamalan? Yes, that's M. Night Shyamalan. Ding dong. M. Night Shyamalan. Yes. M. M. Night Shyamalans. M. Night Chameleon. Yes. Uh, are we done? Yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, his upcoming movie, coming movie, Glass, uh, which lies within that that Unbreakable universe. Right. Yes. It's the it's the the third in the trilogy that apparently is Unbreakable. Uh, shoot, Split, and this. Yep. Well, it that movie's uh, profits is gonna get split. Okay. Yes, pun intended. <laughs> As a Universal Pictures will handle the domestic distribution. And Buena Vista, a.k.a. Disney, will take on the foreign markets. Okay, yeah. Uh, this is because when Shemalian approached Disney... Shyamalan. Yes. <laughs> That's how we actually say his name. Yes, when, they, when he approached Disney to use the Unbreakable characters in his recent split film... Right. Uh, Buena Vista International became interested in taking overseas control. Yeah. So, principal photography has just begun in, in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania... Uh, Jason Blum of Blumhouse Productions will produce the upcoming film. Huh, okay. Slated for January 18th, 2019. Okay. Universal, because they made Split, will handle the domestic release. But because Unbreakable was right. under a Disney joint, right. Buena Vista will handle the international. That was their second picture deal. That was the second part of their picture deal with uh, him after The Sixth Sense, right? Right. This is, yeah, Unbreakable was the first was the follow-up movie to The Sixth Sense for a night. Right, right, right. Uh, so yeah, I mean, this makes sense. This happens a lot, actually. Yep. This is not really that much of a story because this happens for a lot of movies. Right. This is what happened with uh, Paramount when yeah. they were doing Marvel, uh, yeah. doing the Avengers. How they would get some profits by using Iron Man and 
Paramount would handle domestic distribution for Iron Man, Iron Man 2, and Iron Man 3. Yeah. Because they were still under that brand. Yeah, deals deals are in place. Uh, there's a lot of carryover. It's the same reason why uh, you know the first Star Wars movie is still owned by Fox and the rest aren't. Stuff right. like that. Yeah. It's weird distribution rights and different ways of writing these contracts. But yeah, uh, th- this is uh, this is normal stuff. But eh, interesting. Yep. And uh, that brings us to the bits. The bits. What do we got in movie bits this week? Uh, movie bits. The little stories. Yes. Uh, Bruce Willis says he is a go for Die Hard 6. Wait, what? Yep. There's going to be another one? Yes. Uh, didn't they run out of good puns for Die Hard? No. We, titles? No. We still have a, one last Die Hard. Good pun left to use. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like what, Mike? You got one? Wait, did we already use A Good Day to Die Hard? Yes, that was the last one. Okay. Um, <laughs> die Harder, Better, Faster, Stronger? No. Mm-mm. Unless you get uh, uh, Daft Punk involved. <laughs> and or Kanye West. Uh, what about... Live and Let Die Hard. That's not bad, but I feel like they'd never do it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's a tough one. But anyway, just Die Hard colon Sin City. No. No, that's confusing. Because is it a sequel to Die Hard or is it a sequel to Sin City? Both star Bruce Willis. Yeah, it's not a crossover. <laughs> I can tell you that. Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know how I feel about that. That last one was bad. And Name the last one? A Good Day to Die Hard. Okay. It was bad. Alright. If you say so. It was bad. Right. Live Free or Die Hard was slightly less bad, but oh my god, does that movie have the worst hacking in movie history? Right, I thought that was the last one. No, free that was the second hard. to last one. So, Ooh, so, so the the weird thing about those movies is is Live Free or Die Hard is about his daughter, and uh, Good Day to Die Hard is about his son. Right, so it's apparently... Like, I don't somehow, know why those are two different movies. Right, and somehow he had kids in between the movies that or grew something, up. Something, I don't know... But, like, I think that's just dumb. It's like, wait a minute, so this one's also about your kid, but it's about a different kid? Yep. There's nothing, like... Although, the, the, the daughter in uh, Live For Your Die Hard is Mary Elizabeth Winstead, so it's no. automatically a better movie. That's <laughs> <laughs> how my, my rating system works. How much Mary Elizabeth Winstead is in this movie, yes, no, will determine whether I see it. <laughs> anyway. What else do you have in the bits? All right. Uh, also, uh, I know we probably mentioned this quickly last week, but uh, Liam Neeson unretired from action movies. <laughs> yeah, that was dumb. Yep. He said he was dead, and then someone asked him, and he was like, ha, just kidding. Yeah, I don't think he was ever going to be serious about this. Yeah. I mean, they make him so much money. Yeah. Uh, plus, he doesn't have to necessarily have to do the action scenes. Right. He just has to Almost act that. mean. Yeah. He's just got to be Stunt Liam Neeson. Yeah, Liam Neeson. Liam Liam, no. Yes, go ahead. (laughs) Also, and last little bit of the bits news, Kate Winslet will join the Avatar sequels. Yes, how that, Uh, which will be, of course, her reuniting with James Cameron after, of course, Titanic. Yep. Uh, It's been a while. No no word on what role she'll be playing. Yeah, we'll find out. But we'll find out. But she has signed up for, reports say she has signed up for multiple sequels. Whether those are accurate, we'll find out. Uh, Scorny Weaver's long lost uh, uh, daughter or something. I don't know. <laughs> sure. <laughs> right. So yeah, uh, this is probably the fastest we've gone. She for... also smokes. 
Yeah, that's the fastest we've probably ever gone through movies. Good. But let's that's because going. we have a lot of TV to talk about. So Good. Let's get started. Let's go. With the sports. We don't have any sports to talk about because we talked them all about last night. If you missed it, you could have caught the Sanchez. Our finale for the Sanchez was last night. We have ended that series. We lost badly. We did not make the playoffs. But if you want to find that, that's a, uh, the archive is on our website, mediapodcast.com, uh, or on twitch.tv slash mediaboat. You can also join us next Tuesday for even more sports adventures as we begin our next series, which we are yet to name. We'll name it after the first episode, uh, where we will be attempting the owner mode in Madden. Right. Um, and for those of you who did miss it, we did uh, end up sending Mark Sanchez uh, yes. up upstate to the farm up north to yep. greener pastures. He's retired. In retirement, which the bio was hilarious because it said, at least you made it nine years in the NFL. Yeah. Like Not much to say about that. The whole thing was like, you sucked. Everybody, There was a lot of hype around you, but you still sucked. But at least you spent nine years in the league. Yes. Which is the saddest thing in the world. All right. Um, also <laughs> happening, uh, currently the MLB playoffs are set. Uh, Red Sox will take on the Astros. Yankees will play the Cleveland Indians. The Chicago Cubs will play the Washington Nationals. And... The L.A. Dodgers will face up against the winner of the current game that's going on between the Rockies and the Arizona Diamondbacks. Which looks right now is barely the Diamondbacks, but that might change in like a second here. Which is great because they jumped out to a 6-0 lead and the Rockies have fought their way back. It's currently 7-8 and the game will end by the time we finish this podcast. Yeah, so we'll so see. So we'll tell you who the Dodgers will play. Sometime during this podcast. But yeah, if you want to uh, hear more sports stuff. Uh, uh, well, I have one last sports news. Okay. And that is that uh, number 18 himself, Peyton Manning, statue will be unveiled this Saturday. Will it have his Peyton Man thing? Yes, it will. <laughs> uh, his retirement jersey ceremony will be this Sunday at Indianapolis. So uh, I believe that game will be on CBS. They will show the ceremony. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So, congratulations to Peyton Man thing. Good for him. Uh, yep. Retirement. Uh, the Indianapolis Colts on Facebook did put up a really nice tribute video, basically saying, hey, this is Peyton Manning. You know you love him. You know him. You love him. We're doing something for him this Sunday. True. So, yep. Uh, if you want to check that out, fine. If you don't, that's fine, too. <laughs> what a waste of a sentence. Anyways... Anyways. We've got the rest of the television news. Yes. Uh, the big news. Yeah. Sad news. Yes, and sad news. Uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Who just won yet another Emmy for portraying uh, Selena Myers. Is that her yes, name? that's her character And uh, Veep yep. on HBO has um, some troubling news. Yes. She has revealed that she has breast cancer. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know what they say. One in three women. Uh, one in she eight. Is one, uh, well, okay, fine. One in eight. I thought it was more common than that. Uh, but yes, uh, she is the one in this uh, ratio. Unfortunately, um, yeah, that's unfortunate. Yep. That sucks. Uh, support has been raining down from her from fellow actors, yeah. as well as uh, former Veep Joe Biden. But the good news uh, here is that this is something that can be conquered. Uh, we uh, see a lot of people, a lot of women survive this. Um, a lot of a, a lot of women uh, power through, and so I think we're to a point in uh, medical uh, in, in uh, uh, medical history here where we're doing 
a fairly good job, but still, cancer is a motherfucker. Let's not be wrong here. Uh, let's not beat around the bush. Bush. A lot of people have died um, uh, from this kind of thing. So, um, of course, we are uh, on her side here, and of course, thinking about her and her family, especially her close friends, um, her co-stars on the show. Uh, everybody will be uh, uh, have, having her in her in their thoughts as she goes through this. It'll be. Um, something and we wish her the best right and to bounce off this um uh, breast cancer awareness month yes it is currently october October. nfl will be doing their part in making everybody wear pink yeah uh so yeah yeah. uh of course uh the main uh the if you want to help in any way that you can of course the most uh famous and most um uh uh prominent uh organization in support of uh funding for breast cancer research is uh, the Susan G. Komen. Don't uh, don't don't donate to them. Don't donate to them. Yes. Uh oh. <laughs> what did I see? Uh, what didn't you see? Apparently, like only only like forty cents of every dollar oh, actually goes to research. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess they suck too. Uh, so I guess do your research. Yeah, do your research when it comes to actually donating to <laughs> breast cancer foundations. But there, I'm sure there's out. I'm sure there's some out there. Yes. So. Um, so yeah, uh, be aware, uh, donate if you can, uh, and think about the people who are going through it. Yep. Moving on. Yeah, moving on to the other big... That's an eye! Ah! Yeah. Uh, other thing <laughs> that happened this weekend, uh, CBS fired a legal executive Monday. Okay. Uh, named Haley Gethman Gold. Yeah. After uh, she wrote some unsatisfactory words on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, quote, I'm not actually even sympathetic. Country music fans are often Republican gun toters. Uh-huh. Uh, this is, of course, in reference to the uh, shooting in Las Vegas. We'll get into that more later yeah. in this podcast. Uh, but she put that on Facebook and was immediately fired because she. Yeah. Which is funny because she's a legal executive and yeah, thinking that know. this is like her job to so, know yeah. not to post anything stupid like that. There are few layers here. Of yes. course, the first is uh, this is yet another um, example of how social media, uh, no one is safe. Yep. Uh, if you put something in social media, especially if you are someone uh, who is easily identifiable as somebody who works for a major company, that company can find you. That company can see your posts. They see everything that you do. You are never safe. You can never put something that is meant to be private, especially something that damning. Second thing. Obviously, when something happens like this, when there is a major national tragedy, you do not want to say anything negative about the victims. It's uh, bad. It's just a bad idea. You know, it's like this was in bad taste. Uh, If she was trying to make a joke, it was a bad joke. Um, I'm not really sure what was going through her head. Uh, But yeah, obviously, uh, the company has all has complete right to fire them. Uh, to fire her, uh, and I think yep. they probably were right, even though the the whole you know social using social media as grounds for firing is still a little weird. Uh, not gonna lie. Well, the social media <laughs> is still a little bit new. Yeah, it is, and but she should know better. Yes. Also, is the third thing right. is you said this is literally her job. Uh, she's probably done this to other people right. or at least similar things, and so it's crazy to me. It's incredibly crazy to me that that. That she didn't think about this before she posted it. Right. Well, it gets even worse because in a separate post, she later wrote, 
If they wouldn't do anything when children were murdered, I have no hope that repugs will ever do any, will ever do the right thing. I mean, that's fair. Yeah. So the second thing, <laughs> that's actually, she's right about that. The first thing uh, is a little bit of a generalization. Right. Um, I, to, to be, to, I think that that's even, uh, um, to be nice here. Um, I think, was, yeah, she, she is insensitive, one. And two, that is uh, majorly not true. I know a lot of uh, very uh, great people who uh, uh, vote very much not conservative, um, uh, conservatively, uh, who love country music. I myself, and I like a lot of country music. Um, I, I don't think that it's a, a fair assessment to say that they're all lumped in there. Yes, there's a lot of vocal people uh, involved in the country industry that tend to have conservative viewpoints and love their guns. It is a very common association to have. I like country country music and I love hunting. That is also very common. I like you know. There's a lot of a lot of uh, NRA members probably are really big into the country scene. That being said. One, of these people are dead, and two, you can't say you can't be uh, that blank, make blanket statements like yes. that. So yeah, she's just wrong on three counts, is what I'm saying. Yep. But yeah, uh, I hope she uh, learns from this in future endeavors. Right. I hope most people learn from this. I hope so. And I hope things actually get done. But like I said, be smart we'll, on we'll, social we'll, media. And we'll also talk don't more about this asshole. later. But yes, we'll get back to that in a second. Yes. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> finishing up on uh, TV here, we have the bits. More bits. Yep, more bits. Uh, Bob's Burgers, like we said. Yeah. Going into an eighth season. Yes. We'll get a fan-made episode. I heard about this. That sounds great. Yeah. So, uh, fans submitted their... Well, basically, they... This has been done quite often. Yeah. Uh, more, most recently, it was more common with movies, where social media will take a classic movie, break it up into, into five-minute scenes, and then distribute them. To several people yeah. in order to create a single narrative. Yeah, it's basically like let's make uh, let's have our like our fan community um, as a bunch of shorts, essentially, uh, from different creators, fan creators, and combine them for one through line, in, for a, for an episode of the show. Right. Uh, the most famous this is of course Star Wars. The most recent one that I can remember them doing is Footloose. Uh, when the yeah. new Footloose remake was kind of come out. There was a online fan, uh, I don't know what you call these things, uh, a fan gathering to, sure. of, quote, in, let's ruin this before the studio does. In the game industry, they call them game jams. Right. I'm not really sure what the analog is for film. Yeah. But yes, it's but, basically the same thing. Yeah, so there will be a fan-created episode yeah. this season of Boss Burgers. That sounds great because the thing about that show is it's one of many shows on TV right now that has such a rabid fan community and probably attracts a lot of very creative very crazy people <laughs> and so I'm very excited yep. to see what big Bob's Burgers fans do with that universe because that universe is so malleable you can do whatever you want with it it's right. great yes also uh, another bit snooze yes all 140 uh, Futurama episodes will now air on Sci-Fi okay. in a non-exclusive deal uh, they okay. will air Mondays and Tuesdays from eight a.m. from eight p.m. to two a.m. Monday and Tuesday, as well as Saturday, ten p.m. to three three a.m. I see. This is a combination of hey, nobody's been talking about Futurama since it got canceled. We should probably bring this back into the public consciousness. And also, Sci-Fi has very little programming, and they need to plug holes. Right. <laughs> which works. Which, which works well because Sci-Fi is, of course, owned by NBC. Yeah. 
Which actually has nothing to do with Futurama. I know, because they're Fox. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I realized that after I said it. <laughs> this actually mirrors... Uh, this is actually pretty similar to the, the FX deal with Simpsons, even though that is also a Fox entity. But still, uh, yep. I mean, hey, uh, the first uh, uh, couple seasons... Uh, yeah, a few seasons of that show were really, really good. Yep. Uh, so if you never watched it, this is your chance to catch up. Right, seeing as it just went off of Netflix. That's yeah, what I'm doing. so you can't binge it anymore, but you can watch it on cable, so there you yeah. go. Uh, I am finally in the bits uh, that David S. Pumpkin's Halloween special oh God, yes. gets an air date of October 28th. It will be an animated <laughs> special and center on David S. Pumpkin and his skeleton sidekicks as they show yeah. a group of children the true meaning of Halloween. So yeah, that all sounds like gibberish to you. Uh, David S. Pumpkins was a character who was briefly created uh, in a Halloween sketch on last year's Saturday Night Live. Uh Tom Hanks uh, was the, the host for that episode and uh, debuted as a character in, what, a pumpkin suit, essentially? Yes. Like a suit. Like a suit suit. Like a business suit. But with pumpkins all over it, and apparently his name was David S. Pumpkins. Right. My brother actually <laughs> went as David S. Pumpkins for Halloween this year. Perfect. Because well, his name is David, so... <laughs> that works perfectly. It works well. So I think this is a dumb idea, and I mentioned this on the podcast when I read this for the first time. Because I think that why that was funny is because it was a non sequitur and because it was brief. Mm -hmm. I think making an entire special about it is defeating the entire purpose of that joke. Like Bobby Moynihan uh, was on um, Seth Meyers a couple weeks ago uh, doing promo for that. For for me, myself, and I. I. Um, And they actually talked about the David S. Pumpkins sketch because Seth wanted to know if it was his brainchild or whether it was a collab. He said it was mostly him, but it was a collaborative thing. He said he was working with a couple of the other writers on it. Right. But it was, like, literally just a one-off thing. Like, just, a, like, an off-the-cuff, like, I don't know, we could do that. And then it wasn't until they actually did the sketch and right. Tom Hanks sold it so well that it stuck. And they and he said, it's like, yeah, he was amazed how much people love that thing. It was such a throwaway gag. <laughs> So yeah, I don't know. Uh, as as I, I just, I don't know. I like when throwaway gags can be throwaway gags. I don't know if this needs to exist. But hey, maybe it'll be alright. Yeah. We'll see. All right, and that, uh, we're going to end uh, our news segment here for TV because we've actually got a lot to talk about uh, with Fall TV. Yeah, so this is the time of year where everything is new. So, we've been watching some television again. Yep. Uh, so, I'm going to read off a couple of stuff here, and we're going to talk about them real quick. All right. Let's talk about it. So, uh, this past weekend, Ryan Gosling uh, premiered for Bruce. SNL. He did. Uh, pretty well. It was pretty good. Uh, the writers it were good. It was a solid uh, season 43 uh, premiere. Yes. Sure. Uh, they. I did watch this during the live broadcast. Me too. 830 uh, yes. With the doctor, and she so liked beautiful. It. I love yes. the fact that we don't have to stay up super late anymore. Right. Uh, I don't know why it took them so long to get this done. Because they didn't care. Right. Maybe. Also, because the ratings weren't enough to bother. I am maybe. Whereas they are now, so they can actually afford to do it. Uh, but yeah, it was a really good opening. Uh, man, though, Ryan Gosling could not stay together <laughs> in any of the sketches he was in. He yeah. broke. Every single time he was on camera. And it was driving me crazy. And I'm pretty sure Lauren was in the corner just being like seething with anger because right. he hates when people break. 
And so, yeah, that was the only kind of negative part is that that was way too much. But the, a lot of the sketches were pretty good. There was a really surprising um, bit about the Avatar uh, font. Yeah. Which came out of, like, which sounds like an eight-year joke. <laughs> which is my favorite one. And it was so good. It, that one was hilarious. There's, like, a, real, a lot of highlights. And I think that my takeaway from this one is... These writers, these new head writers, are a little bit more willing to get weird yeah. than the last couple seasons. Yeah, the, these writers seem fresh. Yes. Like, they, they don't know what the rules are, so they might as well break them all. Which is what I have always appreciated about the good years of Saturday Night Live. Is like, I like when things get weird. Like, I think this is the... This, yeah, this, yeah, you do. Yeah, I do. This premiere, I think, uh, had some of the weirdest sketches since Fred Armisen left the show. Because you used to be the source of the weird. Right. Let's be real. Him and Bill Hader. <laughs> and so when they left... Well, because Bill Hader could do any voice ever. Right. But, like, I think when they left, I think the show kind of lost that. And so I think that it's cool that they're getting it back. Also, the new cast members, even though they were there briefly, I still think did all right. I like the new blonde girl. I think she has potential. Mm-hmm. Even though she didn't do a whole lot. And, of course, uh, uh, what's his name? Christopher Red. Yes. Yes. He's good. I, I think that he was, he was only in one sketch this uh, but he was good but he was good so I, I think that he if they get, if he gets enough pitches if they like put him in the show enough I think he could be something special right which I also fear that he could also be a one season they, I don't want them to Jay Farrow him which is basically like they use him they use him only when they need a black person which is unfortunate but I hated how they used Jay Farrow right they underutilized that man and only did it for times where they could rely on his um, uh, impressions. Yes. And so I think this guy, I hope that he has uh, that they see a range uh, with him and they use him more because they think he has potential. But I don't know about that other guy, that third dude. I didn't see him. Played white guy. Like he was. I think you lose him into the background because he's one of like three playing four playing five playing white guys on that show. Keep now. going. Six. <laughs> Well, Colin Jost doesn't count because he just is, does Weekend Update. Right. So really, it's it's uh, Mikey Day, it's the other guy. Uh, Kyle Booty. No, the other guy. Oh, yes, the guy who looks like Mikey Day, but isn't Mikey Day. Right, I don't remember his name. <laughs> this is a great sign. He's really memorable, isn't he? The other Trump brother. He yes. The Trump brother sketches. Uh, but yeah, um, and uh, Beck Bennett, of yeah, Beck Bennett. Beck Bennett. Beck Bennett is Kyle Mooney. You can at least tell who they are. Right. They're unique enough. And Mikey Day is getting there. I yes. feel like Mikey Day is making his name on the show already. But yeah, it's the other dude. I don't even remember his name. <laughs> so there you go. And yeah, and then, uh, Pete Davidson uh, used sparingly, but probably for, on purpose given uh, the diagnosis we talked about last week. Right. So yeah, uh, it'll be an interesting season to watch. Yep. Uh, yep. So, basically, we're saying uh, good job at SNL opening. So we're so good to uh, Emma. Not Emma Stone. It's uh, Gal Gadot. Yeah, Gal, Gal Gadot. This weekend. This weekend, uh, which I'm excited for. Yes. Um, she, she, she'll be an interesting yep. person to see. Right. <laughs> she's kind of the one of those wild cards that I don't know if she's going to be great at this. Or terrible. So we'll see. Yes. Um, we'll see. <laughs> All right. Uh, moving on. Uh, other. Shows that we picked up. Um, okay. The Good Place. So, yeah. Season 2 uh, season is two up. just premiered. Yeah. Um, we kind of skipped this the first time around. Yeah. So, uh, when not... this premiered, I thought the, uh, when I saw the promos for this, I kind of dismissed it. 
because I was like, ah, I don't know, it's, a, it's too a, high concept. Right, it's a, I thought it was too high concept and it wasn't going to work. Then I watched, like, I think I watched, like, the beginning of a mid-season episode last year, and it didn't click with me, and I just gave up on it. I was just like, okay, well, I don't need to watch this, because I mean, I was, like, half paying attention or something, because, yeah, I just let it go. Right. Then you mentioned that you had watched the season two premiere. Right, I watched the season two premiere, and yeah. like, as a good season premiere, the first, like, two or three minutes basically explained everything that happened in season one. Right, let's not spoil it. And I'm not going to spoil everything, but I, but I was like, oh, now that's actually a good concept. So I watched the first season, so I watched the, the season premiere, and yeah. I liked it. Then I watched the second episode this past weekend, and it's good. It's actually pretty funny. Yes, so that's what I also <laughs> discovered, is we went back, uh, my uh, our other roommate, yes. Okay. And and me, we went back and watched the pilot, and then immediately we're hooked. Like that is probably the funniest thing NBC has had since Thirty Rock. Uh, no, no, since Parks, uh, Parks and Rec ended. The joke writing is some of the best right now on television. Um, right, which, well, it's by Michael Shore. Yeah, which of course I should trust. And also, a couple of the writers are also people that I see uh, retweeted a lot on Twitter. <laughs> which makes a lot of sense to me now because they're really funny on Twitter. I'm like, okay, cool. So they got some talent here, and of course, uh, Ted Danson is great. Yes, as kind of the uh, the, the angel the, figure in yeah. uh, in heaven, um, or sorry, the good place as they refer to. Yes, it. the character is the good place. They never say heaven. Right, they always say it's the key. good place. It's key. It is not called heaven in the series. Um, and yeah, and, and uh, it's it's pretty entertaining so far. Um, I think that the serial nature of it offers a little bit more, um, uh, a more kind of um, opportunity for ridiculousness than right. other shows. Because you do have a through line. It does attempt a drama-esque serial plot. And uh, that's interesting for a sitcom like that. Right. And the thing I think they did well was that because the good because at the end of the first season the good place was so up in the air whether it was going to be renewed or not. Yeah. They basically started season two with a with the reboot, and it worked. I mean, they made it really work in their favor. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but yeah. So. Uh... <laughs> Sorry, I'm distracted by baseball happening. Yeah. Jesus um, Christ. This game is crazy. <laughs> so yeah, uh, it's it's good. Um, I'm going to try to catch up so that way I can catch up to the actual season that's running right now because it's good TV. So check out The Good Place if you need a sitcom to watch. It's uh, streaming the uh, first season on Netflix right now. So if right. you need to catch up, do it there. Uh, the whole first season is there to snap up. And then it's on... Uh, Hulu. It starts the second season. Yes. For uh, some reason, Hulu on doesn't have... actual the... TV, you can watch it as well. Right. For some reason, Hulu doesn't have the first season, which is weird. No, because probably Netflix made that deal. Maybe, yeah. But yeah, uh, so check that out if you need a show. Yep. Okay, what else? Uh, but, but Superstore still sucks before it's Superstore terrible. Superstore still sucks. Don't it's watch Superstore. Terrible. It's still yes. bad. Why are you still watching it? I'm not. Okay, good. I, I are you finally going to bail on it? Oh, yeah. yeah. I bailed on it a while ago. I, okay, I tried good. to get back into it. I thought, nope, it's nope, bad. nope, it's bad. I don't know why. It, I don't know why it's bad. Because it makes light of supposedly sympathetic characters, and it's just bad taste. But that's the thing, but that's, that would be understandable if that at least the gag writing was good, but it's not. It's not. It's like the, the jokes aren't good, which is what kills it for me, is that even though some of the characters seem interesting on paper, also I'm fi- I finally noticed that after watching uh, briefly that, uh, that episode that you were watching uh, the other day, it seems like they finally did the thing that I wanted them to do and kind of write 
or under like move over the main dude so that way it's about America Ferrera's character. Yeah. Because America Ferrera should have been the star of that show. But one of the things that bugged me early on when we were watching that originally, the first season, is that they wanted to both of have both of them be the leads. Right. And it's like, no, choose one. This show can have one lead. It can't be the dude and America. It's Ferrera. not Will and Grace. Yeah. It's... <laughs> Speaking of... Speaking of Will and Grace, uh, great, great <laughs> ratings. We didn't watch it, but it's a good segue. I saw the very end of the first episode, and holy crap, it's like no time has passed. Right. Like, I, even the way that thing is shot looks like it... Like, a 96 HD aside, looks like it jumped out of 2003. Like, it was amazing to me. I was like, what is happening? This this looks like... Yeah, because you probably watched the same part that I watched, look, which is right before the SNL premiere. Yes! Yeah. And I was like, oh my god, nothing has changed. Even though they're making Trump jokes and they're older, it still seems like nothing's changed somehow. Right. It's like, what? Are they in a time loop? Like, what's going on? It's such a weird thing that that exists. It is. Uh, but going off of The Good Place, we are yeah. also, I also watched the spinoff of that show, uh, <laughs> the, good, the Good Doctor. Yeah, The Good Doctor. Uh, the Good Doctor is actually pretty good. All right. Uh, it deals with autism. Yeah, I knew that. And, yes, uh, and how, basically, autistic people can and do, can do good things. Yeah. Um, the, of course, they still deal with autistic problems in terms of interacting with people, but so far, two episodes in, I like it. What's with you and dramas lately? Oh. You get into this, you got into This Is Us. Yeah. For some crazy reason. Also, This Is Us is also, um, <laughs> started its second season. Yeah. Thank you for bringing that up. I don't know um, why I did now. In retrospect, I kind of wish I didn't. I can see why people are very up and high on it. Uh, the the Milo Ventimiglia character has uh, reminiscence of my own dad, and I think of uh, most dads. He's basically like a conglomerate of like a typical dad growing, uh, like being a dad in like the eighties and nineties. Yeah, the stereotype. The stereotype. Yeah, of that kind of dad. Right, where they, they they always do what's best for the children, even though yeah. doing what's best for them isn't necessarily what's best. <laughs> like like, like they, they try so hard to make they, everything. They, it's dad. It's, it's parenting by the book as opposed to by the heart. Right. Where it's like they just do the thing. They run through the parent motions and they do the things that they think they have to do, even if their kids are totally like. Our arts will forever be angry at them for it. Right. <laughs> and I'm really hooked on that Milo Viltimili storyline. Sure. I could really care less about everyone else. So that wow. <laughs> but yeah, I'm just like, like that's the one storyline that I'm hooked on. Um, about else. Mandy Moore. She wants to sing, damn it. Well, yeah, she's a part of that storyline. That's why I like so, that storyline. She wants that's, that's to the sing. Other ones. <laughs> she, want, she just wants to sing. <sighs> I don't know. Her day seems kind of busy, though. Yeah. A little bit. <laughs> when will her life begin? After her kids leave the house. <laughs> she brush, and brush, and brush, brush her hair. Um, what else did we watch? Um, also, the season finale of Rick and Morty was this past Sunday. Yeah. Um, mm. Still weird as ever. As yeah. They have mentioned that season four will not be uh, as long as the wait they are currently working on. Season four, but overall, um, the narrative of Rick and Morty yeah. is still weird. This is the season that they lost me. A little bit. Yeah. Where it's just like, it's it's becoming, I saw, okay, so there's there, there was a tweet I saw yeah. the other day. I'm not going to try to quote it because I'm going to botch it. But it was basically someone saying that 
that they were sick of people uh, of listening to people making the argument. Oh, brick and Morty is only for smart people. Like yeah. you have to be smart to enjoy it. Because I feel like that's kind of the hole that that show is crawling up into. Which it's not. You can. It wants so badly for you to like the character of Rick, even though he's an asshole. Every single. Thing he does and says is keeping you from doing that. Right. And that is the conundrum I've always had with the anti-hero shows, is that you're basically telling me to like this character just because he's the lead character. You're not giving me any actual reason to like him. Like, the little things that they do to try to redeem him in the, in the episodes of this season don't do enough. It's like they're trying to show, it's like, oh, yeah, uh, there's character development. Because, look, Rick is getting slightly better and Morty is getting bitter. And it's like, yeah, that's true. That wasn't the case before. You're right. Those things have changed. But that does not make me like any of either of those characters more. In fact, it makes me not like those char- both of those characters for those exact reasons. Right. It's like what, they're taking what was endearing initially about that show and kind of, to me at least, just muddying it. And just like, it's not a fun show anymore. It's like, the jokes are still good. And this is kind of the, 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 uh, the opposite of the, the Superstore problem. Right. Is you have, the joke writing is still quality. The, some of the writing they're doing on that show is still great. And the, the references are ridiculous, as always. And the things that they're, the places that they're going, no other television show goes. I realize all of that. But if I can't, if I don't like any of the people in it, then there isn't much for, to grab on. And that's kind of the problem I had this season. Yeah, this season was definitely... I wouldn't, it's not their best. No. I mean, because there's only really three seasons to compare it to. I think the first season of that thing is still probably my favorite yeah. of everything. I think season two had its moments. Yes, I think... But I think season one was consistent. Right, I think season three poked a lot of fun at... Like, a little too much at pop culture and then also yeah. at its fan base. Yeah. And... <laughs> Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it's just, I think it's just, they're getting, it's just getting so much just about, like, about Rick being terrible. Right. And it's like, I, there's only so much Rick being terrible I can watch, or I want to watch. I don't know. Yeah. No, no, you're, you're, you're right. It's just, it's, yeah. But that being said, I'm still looking forward to season three, or season four. Yeah. But at least out of this, at this way, I'm not, like... Craving it as it was like after right, after right. season two, so it somehow weaned me off of it a little bit, which is weird. And I don't think that's good for a show. No, definitely not. Yeah, I think that's what they call diminishing returns. Yes. So yeah, we'll have to wait and see uh, what it, they do. Right. Because um, there's definitely some big plot lines that they can go explore. Yeah. But I don't know if the writers want to go explore them. That's the thing. Yeah. Because, yeah, I don't know what that show wants to be anymore. Right. It's like it's almost like if, 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 if Futurama had gone on too long and had decided to, I don't know, get really preachy. That's what, that's what, this, <laughs> that's what Rick and Morty feels like to me now. It's just like, I feel like the stuff that they're doing now is stuff that Futurama did better. Yeah. In a lot of cases. And it used to not be that show, but now it's kind of that show. Yeah, it's getting there. All right, and that brings us to our, I know this is going long, segment here. Yeah. But that brings us to our last show that we have to talk about. <laughs> yeah, this thing. 
Because it's a show that if I told you what it was, you'd think, what the hell? No, that's definitely not for me. But somehow, we binge-watched the whole thing in a day. Uh, yeah, so, okay, yeah. So what if I told you that there was a show out there by Nick Kroll uh-huh. about puberty, where there's a, leg- where there's a legitimate uh, puberty monster, like, influencing 12-year-olds. Okay, yeah, it's... So, yes. That's basically it. Yeah, what you're describing is totally the premise. So, the show is called Big Mouth. Yes. Which is the worst name for that show. It has nothing to do with any... Besides the character... One of the characters that has a big mouth. Yes. There really is nothing in that show that warrants that title. Is that the show is not what the title suggests it is at all. It's such a weird name for that thing. But anyway, so essentially it's like, imagine if Bob's Burgers had a kid with family guy, but the cutaway gags were taken out and the weird, like, sex-positive stuff about Bob's Burgers was... Multiplied by ten, and basically that's Big Mouth. It's as you said about kids, about middle schoolers, right, going through puberty, and on paper, like you said, who would watch that? Right, no one would care. I mean, the show itself even makes a joke in its finale about like, isn't that kind of borderline inappropriate? Like, how would you even make that show? Well, you could do it animated, and of course that's the joke. Is yes. That this is an animated show. Probably should have mentioned that before. Right. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's animated so that the way they can get away with a lot of things that they wouldn't be able to. Yes. Any other scenario. Uh, but yeah, that thing is such a weird, weird premise, but the even weirder thing is that it 100% pretty, works. It's pretty good. It 100% works in almost, <laughs> almost every way. Yeah. It's, speaking of good gag writing... There are some amazing jokes in this thing. There which are some is, incredible jokes in this thing, which right. is insane because it came out of nowhere. It came out of Nick Kroll, who, yeah. like, personally, I don't think is that funny. He's fine. He's okay. He has his moments. But, but like, like, I don't like his character in, like, when he did, like, Parks and Rec. Yeah. I don't like I don't like his character in The League. He's the least funny of all of them. Yeah. He was a douche in the Sausage movie. Like, literal Literally douche. Literally a douche. Yes. And, like, just, you know, did the Nick Kroll show, which I thought was, like, humorless on Comedy Central. <laughs> but, I mean, but somehow this works! Well, it's, so, so I think that's probably credit uh, goes to the writing uh, team, which had a lot of names that I'm not familiar with, which yeah. is good, because that means that we have up-and-coming good writers. Right. Um, also, um, I think a lot of credit also goes to the voice cast, which is incredible on this thing. Yes. You have guests, uh, uh, voice, uh, voice actors, including... But not limited to Maya Rudolph, Fred Armisen. You have Nick, you have Nick Kroll, Nicole, you have John Mulaney, John Mulaney. You, you have uh, uh, Jordan Peele, Jordan Peele as, as the, the ghost of Duke Ellington. But yeah, so so yeah, um, I think yeah. Yes, yeah, so uh, Richard Nice is in there. Uh, Richard Kind. Richard Kind. The second time you've done that. I know. Kind is a met- is is a, uh, a synonym. Yes, for uh, but, <laughs> but definitely not the same. Richard Kind. <laughs> but yeah, it's such a weird thing. It's amazing that it works. Um, but yeah, um, if that sounds at all... <laughs> Baxter. <laughs> Sorry. So weird. Um, yeah, so uh, 
that thing, of course, I, I do want to give a warning here. If you're uh, uh, squeamish at all about uh, s- sexual content. Yes. Definitely don't watch this because uh, there's a lot of animated dicks and vaginas in this thing. Oh, yes. Like, 100% like they do not shy away from just straight within up the first animated 10 minutes, Within the first 10 minutes, you see a 12-year-old penis. Yes, you see a lot of penises in this thing. You see a lot of vaginas in this thing. You uh, see... There's a lot of sex. Yes. Uh, with and without of, people. One of the B-plots involves a pillow... <laughs> Having a child, it, it's it's insane. And, and another thing, though, uh, to mention about this thing is that it's also kind of a musical show. Yeah, so the every episode has a musical this. number. It's great. This they're all style parodies or direct parodies, and some of them are amazing. Like they do one the, 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 straight up Queen parody, yes, yes. where they uh, get a very very impressive analog to Freddie Mercury, which I'm not sure is Adam Lambert. I don't know, it might be from what I. <laughs> Uh, we saw online. Someone said that was supposed. That was Jordan Peele. That's Jordan. What? Someone said that was Jordan Peele. I don't believe. I believe that was Adam Lambert. I don't know. We'd have to do research on that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's some incredible parody uh, songs there. Some original songs too. Uh, it's just it, it, that thing is insane that it exists. It's not perfect. Uh, there were a few groaners. Um, in the yes. episodes that we watch, uh, I was just like, okay, seriously, that's the best they could do there. There's right. some jokes don't don't uh, don't uh, really ride as well as some of them. Uh, right, some they, the they do make uh, several Netflix specific. jokes. Yeah, that one I thought was cute. Yeah, there's also an entire character who doesn't need to really be in the show. That freaking coach guy. Yes, drags every episode down with his scenes. I think he's completely unnecessary. And if they do another season of this thing, they should just get rid of him because the kids are way better than that. Like, the kid, the kid characters are why you watch that show. The parents are basically filler. Right. Um, like, all those B-plots don't need to exist. I think the interesting thing, and the, the, the commentary they actually make, uh, like I mentioned, kind of uh, like Bob Burgers, shows surprisingly sex positive. Um, it's very blunt about sex. It uh, uh, talks about sex in a way that kids talk about, at that age, talk about sex and, like, talk about these things as they're going through it. It's very honest about puberty, which is interesting, uh, because not a lot of shows are. It's right. not a common the, thing you see in media. Right, like one of the A-plots was a girl wearing white shorts yes. getting her period. Right, but they and, don't just go... That's not where the joke ends like most shows right. would, especially 20, 10 years ago. Now, it actually... that's that It goes into the process of how that makes her feel, what that uh, colors her interaction with her mother, how that colors her interaction with the boyfriend in the scenario, with the friends in that scenario, like... It's it's it, they go places with the stuff that's actually I kind of was surprised by, which I mean makes sense because if that's the premise of your show is going through puberty, you have to go one hundred percent in, right? Otherwise, it doesn't work. And so I'm glad that they do. It kind of almost yeah, it, it almost feels like what if a Judy Bloom book was <laughs> a twenty seventeen like modern adult comedy? Yeah, it's such a strange thing. It's such a strange thing. Um, but it's cool um, if that sounds at all appealing check it out it's on Netflix the entire season one right now I really doubt this thing gets renewed though I don't think it'll find an audience I found us somehow somehow uh, yeah uh, like you were literally watching this kind of half paying attention half asleep I was doing dishes and I started laughing because I was like these are actually really really funny jokes and so I asked you what the hell is this this sounds actually pretty good right because I, I forget what I was doing <laughs> Oh, no, I, I was writing my uh, shit post for yeah. fantasy football okay. while this was on because yeah. I put it on because I read like just like in passing 
someone say, hey, you should check out uh, Big yeah. Mouth. It's not at all what you think it is. No. It's by Nick Kroll. And I was like, okay, sure. I'll put it on. Sure, why not? Yeah. I mean, if I don't like the first episode, like, I'll just... I'll just screw with it. it Whatever. Was, like, I don't remember the... I think... Actually, I think the last time that happened to me, where I was only passingly paying attention to something, and it got me with its writing... 30 Rock? was 30 Rock. Yeah. The, the pilot for 30 Rock. My dad and I watched it on a whim. <laughs> not, you know, not expecting to get into a show. Right. Like, not even knowing it was, like, Tina Fey, not even knowing anything setup-wise for what that thing was going to be. And that pilot worked for both of us. And we are just like, okay, now we're watching this forever. Right. The, the one that happened to me was Game of Thrones, where I was half... Which I put the first episode on because everyone was raving about it. Like, okay, fine, sure. I got, yeah. like, an afternoon to... Like, I got, I got over an hour to just do whatever. Sure, I'll watch the first episode. While they give a lot of, like, backstory in the first episode, it was, like, the last five, five ten minutes were like, okay, I have to see what happens next. I have to see what happens next. <laughs> and that just kept happening. It kept happening. And um, we're going to wrap that up here <laughs> as the game is finally wrapped up. That means, um, for those of you who were not paying attention to us, welcome. Um, also, the Arizona Diamondbacks have officially defeated the Colorado Rockies, which means yep. Arizona will take, or the Diamondbacks will take on the Dodgers. And that rounds out our sports news, and that rounds out our TV news. Okay, moving on to cancellations and renewals. Yes. Because uh, we went, things. yeah, because we went uh, pretty long on that. Yeah. I knew we were going to, because uh, that was our big, that's yeah, our big uh, story to talk about. Yeah. Uh, so cancellations, or rather renewals. Uh, Young Sheldon gets Young a full Sheldon? gets a full season on CBS. <laughs> no surprises there. Yep. Uh, the Mist got canceled on Spike TV uh, after one season. Are you saying the Mist choked? Mist choked. The Mist choked. No, the Mist is done. I know. It's a joke. Never mind. I was like, choke on the mist. Mist choked. Never mind. You never choke on the mist. <laughs> I don't know who you're talking about. Just keep going. The mist is smooth and refreshing. That's Sierra Mist. Yeah, that's what we're talking about, right? No. Oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, Marion uh, gets canceled on NBC after two seasons. Okay. Uh, Major Crimes canceled <laughs> after its upcoming sixth season. The series finale will air on January 16th on TNT. Uh, speaking of The Good Doctor, that gets a full season, 22 episodes on ABC. Okay. Now we get to the deaths of this past week. Uh, first up, we have Monty Hall, age 96, host, uh, creator of Let's Make a Deal, and that Monty Hall riddle that most uh, statistics professors try to um, yes. floor out, the, whatever. The, yes, the... Uh, the Behind the doors problem. Yes, this was recently a, a gag that they did. <laughs> it's called gag. The, the this the most recently on um uh, one of the giant bomb podcasts, the giant beast caps that they do on the east coast. They had a bit about the the Monty Hall problem that went way too long <laughs> over several episodes, <laughs> including a lot of letters from fans being like, "Nah, you guys don't know what you're talking about." Right, but yeah. No. The, the way I like it, uh, the way that I've seen it explained most easily is that instead of there being three doors, pretend there's a hundred doors. Right, yes. And then you just knock yeah. them all down. Or like a thousand doors. Yes. Yeah. However many. More than just the three that they, they give you. Right, three is the, too little to make that make sense. Yeah. Right. If you blow it up to a thousand, then the, the host knows that there's going to be zeros behind a bunch of those doors, and yeah. that only increases the odds of the second door. 
It's like what, it's like the what's the thing? It's like uh, that uh, within your workplace, like there's a certain uh, uh, percentage of the, the chance that you have to share a birthday with somebody else in there. Yeah, or something. I don't remember, but yeah, there's stuff like that. It's right. such a weird thing. But yeah, uh, that's yeah. He, yeah, Monty he, Hall basically is who we're talking about there. You, you, you will forever be in the game show hall of fame. Yep. Uh, we also have David Strader, age sixty-two. A record sportscaster. Yeah. Um, we recently just saw a real yeah, brief thing on him. Yeah, saw a touching tribute um, during the hockey game tonight. Yes, he was a hockey, uh, uh, specifically a hockey sportscaster with yeah. the Dallas Stars, Detroit Red Wings, and uh, his last team, the Phoenix Coyotes. Yeah. Uh, we also have Ryuji Saikachi, hmm. age 89, Japanese voice actor. Okay. Uh, we don't know him here, but he was very famous in uh, Japanese... Anime, as he did uh, voice the Japanese voices in DBZ, Yu Yu Hakusho, in Yuyasha, Castle in the Sky, Kingdom Hearts 2, Birth by Sleep, and Days, as well as animation dubbing for Disney. Oh, wow. When Disney uh, decided to do the, anim- the their dubbing in Japanese, hmm. he had voice, uh, he let his voice in the Aristocats, the Black Cauldron, hmm. Lady and the Tramp, hmm. Robin Hood, and the Lion King. Oh, cool. Uh, well, good. yeah, that's a story career right there. Yeah, well, that's why I included it. Yeah. A little uh, fun back there. Uh, we also have Robert Yates, age 74, American racing team owner of Yates Racing, and was the NASCAR Winston Cup winner back in 1999. Okay. And lastly, the one, the, the big news. Um, yeah. Yep. Uh, Mr. Tom Petty. Get ready to have your hearts broken. Because uh, he's a heartbreaker. Well, no, he was the leader of the Heartbreakers, my bad. Yeah, uh, so Tom Petty, of course, famous for Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, but probably uh, to most people will know him as the guy who, who uh, sings Free Fallen. Yes. Um, yes, uh, has passed away. Uh, he suffered heart attack, a cardiac arrest, which uh, made him unconscious. He was taken to the hospital, put on life support. Ultimately, life support was pulled uh, when he was seen with no brain activity. So, right. This happened uh, after he just came back from a tour. Right, yes. Uh, like two days later. With the tour, um, he will certainly be missed, of course. He's already in the ho- uh, Hall of Fame, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and well-earned. Yes. Um, a lot of people refer to him as the uh, last great uh, American rock and roll star, uh, because the kind of was. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, there's not a whole lot of people that can fill those shoes now. Uh, it's kind of we're moving away from that era of rock. Right. So, uh, yeah, he will be forever remembered in uh, uh, on classic rock stations across the country. And we'll uh, get into classic rock stations later. Oh, will we? But first, uh, we must get into video game news. We must. We have to. We must, we must. It's in our contract, <laughs> yes. actually. We have to. So, first up, we have... Um, let's see here. Uh, first up, we have Microsoft. With Groove Music, uh, right. as I called, You're right. officially killing. killing. This isn't technically a video game related story. This it is. It's actually a music related no, 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 story. No, no, no. This is, this is video game related. Not really. Yeah, because um, the Groove app for Windows and Xbox yeah. will remain, but only until December 31st. Right. End of the year. Yeah. Um, but this is a bigger story than just video games because this is kind of a big deal. This is basically another company getting out of the streaming service and just ceding right. uh, their their victory to to Spotify essentially. Right. Be like, hey, you got this, Spotify. Same thing that Sony did. Sony Music used to be a thing. They bailed out it. Basically right. Basically said, here, 
Just have Spotify. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, after December 31st, Microsoft will no longer offer the option to stream, purchase, and download music. They are basically conceding to Spotify. So one of the big questions about this thing is, so one of the, <laughs> one of the things of that made people attracted to Groove Music was that it hooks into OneDrive, which was, uh, is, was and is Microsoft's cloud solution. Uh, one of the things Groove could do is that if you had the Groove app on your phone, it could stream automatically from your OneDrive as well, your music on your cloud. Mm-hmm. So the question is, is whether Microsoft will still offer some sort of app that does that, if they'll incorporate tools in a OneDrive app, for example, that would just screen your music that way, or if they're going to partner with Spotify and get, give Spotify hooks into OneDrive. None of that uh, is clear at this point. But what is clear is that refunds will be issued in a yeah. prorated fashion from the December 31st date. And to make the transition easier, Microsoft will be partnering with Spotify, which will let users import their current Groove playlists to the streaming service. Yeah. I don't know if that answers your question. No. No, not at all. Okay. Uh, but, but that's good. They're doing the things that they need to be doing. Because I'm sure people invested a lot in Groove. Um, because people, especially people with Windows phones, probably, had to uh, invest in whatever they had. And that's what they had on their phone. Right. So, um, yeah, people get into those streaming camps and get uh, pretty comfortable in them until they have to move. So it'll be interesting to see the transition. Yeah. Uh, also, in Microsoft News, the latest update has some changes uh, coming to the store. Yeah. Including getting rid of calling it the Xbox Store. Right. Uh, they will now officially be calling it the Microsoft Store as well as <laughs> on Xbox One and Windows 10. They're completely dropping the Xbox from the Xbox Store and just basically calling everything Windows. Again, it's it's part of their, their continuing uh, strategy to just unify everything. Right. Because Microsoft realizes that there's no reason to have everything be proprietary anymore. And right, especially where they're trying to do the uh, Windows 10 crossover and make everything available yeah. on everything. Yeah. Although I think it's silly that they're calling it the Microsoft Store. Microsoft Store just makes me think of the actual brick-and-mortar stores Right. that are called Microsoft Stores. So that's confusing to me. It's like, wait, Microsoft Store? Did you go to the mall? Did you buy that at the mall? Mm-hmm. No, got it digitally. Yeah. And uh, the other side of that spectrum there for Microsoft is, yep. of course, Sony. Yep. He... What's going on with Sony? Uh, Sony uh, is getting a little shakeup. Has Andrew House yes, is yes, stepping down, House. and John Cadera is appointed uh, president and CEO of Sony Interactive Entertainment. So House is just stepping down from his position. He will remain with Sony. And in fact, yes, he is now Frank Sinatra, aka he is chairman of the board. Yep, he will remain as chairman yes. through the year to ensure a smooth transition. Uh, Cadera will assume all operational responsibilities. Including its game and network services businesses globally. Right. That's uh, good news. I think House did Andrew House did a good job, uh, in, especially now in the PS4 era. Right. Kind of helped shepherd uh, the message of this console and made it a success as it has been. Mm-hmm. Um, so good for him. I'm glad he's moving up in the world. He's probably he's been at the company for like decades. Ninety eight now. now. So so yeah. So it's uh, probably a good idea for him to uh, see kind of. Uh, the big responsibility uh, to somebody with maybe a little, uh, somebody a little younger, a little less experienced, so that way he kind of passed the torch. I think this is a good move for him, as he probably gets ready to pre- retire at some point. Yep. 
that's that news for that. Moving on. Uh, Sony also has uh, had another announcement this week. I don't know if you got this. Um, the PlayStation VR is getting is your next story. Okay, I got ahead of you. Go ahead. What about PlayStation VR? There's going to be a new one, kind of, <laughs> sorta. I was hoping you would have VR lady. When I literally <laughs> read, lady. when I literally read that this was a, this was a th- happening, yeah. I was like, "Up, oh, he's gonna have VR lady." <laughs> VR lady yeah. podcast. Yeah, so go ahead. We'll have, uh, PlayStation VR. There is a new version of the PlayStation VR that will be hitting store shelves this month. Um, it will replace the existing model, although they will coexist on retail store store shelves for a little bit. Yep. But they will be noted. Uh, the box will be different enough where you could tell the new one from the old one. Uh, essentially, it's got a little bit more streamlining in the design. Uh, there's built-in uh, earbud headphones in that thing now. Mm-hmm. Uh, from what I understand, that's the major differences. Um they didn't seem to address the tracking problems that the original nope. one had. It does not necessarily fix any of that. So if you were waiting for that, like I am, they still haven't done that. <laughs> so it still is a buyer beware situation. But it seems like the new model is probably the one to get if you want one of these things. All right. Um, also, uh, PS, uh, well, the PSVR uh, recently boasted that it had over 100 uh, games yeah. available. Probably so accurate. for those of you who are saying that there's nothing to play for the VR, you're wrong. Well, I think it's important to note VR games could be anything between a full experience that takes hours to, you know, a quick little mini game. Right. So that could be that hundred games could be anything. Right. It could be anything, but there are plenty of games out there for you yeah. to try. Seems like there's good stuff, so if that sounds appealing to you, uh, there's a new one, so go pick that yep. up. Uh in other uh, VR news, Samsung will also be getting into the VR mix with the Samsung Odyssey. It's a good name. Yep. It's a good uh, name for a set VR Set for four ninety nine uh, with headset and motion controllers. Uh, the little blurb about it. Uh, escape into a world of imagination with Windows Mixed Reality. A world of pure imagination? Set up your virtual home with great content, travel, sports, culture, live concerts, and games. I love culture. In 10 minutes or less. All you need is a headset and compatible Windows PC. Release date, November 6th, 2017. That's the hard part. The key there is a compatible Windows PC. Yeah, it's the key for everything VR. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, good yeah, and then, getting yeah. in before the holidays. Yep, but. and also note that this is, of course, different from that Galaxy VR, which like is basically Gear your... VR. Yeah, Galaxy Gear VR, which is basically just your phone in front of your face. Yeah, this is them getting into the same uh, uh, realm that the Vive and the Rift are. Right. This is they're trying to make an entry in that. I think it's not smart for them to wait another year after those uh, two to get the technology really mastered. Right, but uh, their price point is still good. above yeah. uh, both of those because they recently dropped to 350 I hope that means that techno- the technology is also above those two because... Uh, the good thing about competition is that the companies will challenge each other. Right. So I would like to see the Samsung product be better, so that way the Rift and the uh, uh, and the Vive uh, improve and maybe even get price cuts as a as a response. Right. Like, the, this the, is good. This is good things that are happening. All right. The press release did release. Um, the press release release. <laughs> uh, the press release did have the um, the statistics on it. Yeah. Like the the screen resolution and, all, and the power and all that. Uh, I didn't put it down because I didn't bother with um, 
I was lazy. Moving on. <laughs> Fair enough. Moving on to a new game that came out today. Okay. This is Stranger Things. What? Yes. Netflix is publishing Stranger Things The Game. Okay. It is a mobile retro title designed to invoke the likes of Zelda uh-huh. and the likeness of an SNES-style graphics. Got it. Explore the city of Hawkins as well as the, Hawkins. As well as the Upside Down okay. and solve the various puzzles of Stranger Things using different characters that have different abilities. The game, I love using different characters that have different abilities. Yes, the game is already released on both iOS and Google Play Store and is completely free to play with no extra purchases. Cool. Okay. So if you're a fan of Stranger Things and can't wait for Season 2 to come out I was gonna at say, the end of this I month... I you were going to say I can't afford real games. Buy <laughs> <laughs> <Pie> this. <laughs> yes, this is free. Um... If you're super into Stranger Things, this is available for you to I didn't go buy. Even know that existed. Neither did I until I saw that it was uh, one of the featured stories. Well, what do you know? Because it got released today for free, like literally today, like at two a.m. Cool. I saw the post go up, well, or, or at least that's what it was timestamped. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And lastly, more bits. More bits. Yes. Uh, Red Dead Redemption Two. Gets a second trailer. Yeah. And it basically confirms all the conspiracy theories we were thinking of. Right. Uh, this will be a prequel. This will uh, involve a mass genocide. This will involve a lot of killing. And yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because there's no way you could make it a legit sequel going forward with the, that game. No, no. There's no way to continue that story. Right. You can only go backwards. Right, so, uh, yeah, it looks all right. Yeah. I don't know, it's still too early. Uh, you know, Rockstar Games, they're only done when they're finally done. And so who knows about this thing. Also got delayed again. Yep. That is not coming out this year, of course. That's coming out next year, but probably late next year. So don't get your... Uh, so hold your horses. Yeah, there you go. Thank you. <laughs> Throw it out of my mouth. Get a, get, a, get a Western pun in there. Yes. Uh, I was recently asked if I was excited for this game. Yeah. I said... I have no interest because I didn't play the first one. I do not play GTA games, yeah, and I have no interest in it. I tried uh, playing. You Red know, Dead I have it over there. I think. Yeah, I, pl- I tried but, playing Red Dead Redemption. I played the first hour of Red Dead Redemption, and it did not grab me at all. Yeah, I also tried the first hour, but it was just a lot of riding on horseback, and I just got bored. Yeah, from my understanding, is you need to get past that initial feeling because I feel like. From what I understand is that that's normal. Yeah. You just need to keep going. But I just didn't have the time at the time, nor do I have the time now. Right. To invest in something like that. So maybe someday, but not anytime soon. So we will probably not be playing that sequel when it comes out. But who knows where we'll be in the far off world of 2019 or 2018. 2018. So who knows? Maybe we'll be in completely. Meanwhile, it's 2017. And yes. Cuphead has been released. Yeah, Cuphead, Cuphead came out. Yep, uh, it has sold over 100,000 copies on Steam. People like that thing, but damn, is it does look hard. Yes, people have complained that they like it, but it is hard as hell. And they think that it is well, like a well-done harp. Yeah. Seems like people agree it's a retro kind of hard. It's a fair kind of hard. Yes. Where you know that... It's you messing up. It's not the game being cheap. Right. Which is good for people like that kind of thing. I'm just a weakling when it comes to difficulty in games. So I will be staying away from it because I don't want to break any controllers. <laughs> so. 
Yeah, don't let me near yeah. a cuphead because that would be bad. A, a, a cuphead? It just one. Right. Yeah, I, I, let's just say I tried uh, Super Meat Boy once and it was bad. Yeah. I had a bad time. Okay. So I will also have a bad time with this. Yeah. Um, also, we have uh, WWE 2K18 has come out saying they will not have any paid microtransactions. So good for you. Well, uh, also. That's interesting considering the, the backlash right now that games like Forza 7 are getting. Yeah. Which is all about its freaking pay-to-play pay pay schemes. It's loot boxes and like it's sneaky tokens. And right. Stuff like same, same with Destiny 2 and same yeah. with Call of Duty. Like everyone is against microtransactions, yet they keep buying their games. They will not go away. Yeah. I'm going to tell you guys right now, you can complain. Sure, yes, some developers are listening to you. But don't think that you complaining is going to get removed from games. No, it is here to stay because it is making developers millions of dollars. Let's put it this way. The microtransactions are not necessarily geared towards you. No. They're geared for a specific player who will spend yeah. all their money on it, which is where they will make all their money. So, whales. Yes. Whales. It's one of my favorite terms. Also, terrible. just look at GTA Five. Yeah. That thing is surviving on microtransactions. The online mode is making them more money than they've ever seen. And, yeah, it's the reason why they can make uh, Red Dead at such a leisurely pace. Is yes. Because they're being funded. Yep. Casually funded constantly. Yeah. Constantly. And they don't really don't want to take anybody away from their cash cow by putting out a new game yep. that will drive people away. Yep, yep. So, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, this is just a sign of the times. But that's interesting for a game to be coming out and be saying, like, we're not going to do that. That's good. Um, also in the bits, uh, Stardew Valley yeah. coming to the Nintendo Switch on October 5th. That's a farming slash life simulator game Yep, that was out on uh, PC and I think on PS4 uh, last year. Yeah, uh, uh, retail for $14.99, yeah. $14. That's a good, that's yeah. good price from uh, what I understand about that thing. Yep. And uh, lastly, Gravity Rush 2 yeah. will shut down its online service this January, following one year after its release. Yeah, that's fast. Yeah. That's kind of fast. But yeah. So I think this is officially marked the end of the Gravity Rush yeah, people. probably. They'll move on to other projects. Oh, yeah. That's a major Sony studio, so that's a big Sony Japan title. Right. Um... Uh... Anything else? No, do you have anything else for the bits? I'm trying to think for video games. Uh, Shadow of Mordor comes out on Tuesday. We yeah, will be playing I'll, that. You will probably be playing that. Uh, I will try and Redbox it yeah. if I can't. Uh, I'm pretty sure I'll be able to get a copy somewhere. Yeah, figure it out. Yeah, uh, I, that's one of those games where I don't want to buy it because I'm just going to run through it real quick. Uh, one of the free games for uh, PS4 uh, is uh, Metal Gear Solid Five. I don't know if we mentioned we that We mentioned last that last week. week. We mentioned all but of yeah, them. Uh, uh, you played a little bit of that uh, Oxenfree. I played like an, hour, until like an hour and a half of Oxenfree, but I don't. I haven't finished it. And also, it's kind of an old game. Okay. We don't need to talk about it. Right. Also, uh, there is a new episode of the Life is Strange. Yeah, um, so if you are already in the new... Uh, yeah, the Before the Storm. Yes. Uh, Life is Strange prequel. Episode uh, 2 is episode out. Episode 2 out, so go catch up on that. Go yep. catch up on the adventures of Chloe. Uh, I think uh, that's, that's probably it for video games. Yeah, that's what I got. Moving on to music. 
And Matt, bring up our billboards. Oh, oh, I'm supposed to be reading things, not just doing music. Uh, so your billboard charts, your Hot 100 didn't move a lot this week. Number one song in the country is still Bodak Yellow uh, Money Moves by Cardi B. Number two is po- uh, Rockstar by Post Malone featuring 21 Savage. Number three, Look What You Made Me Do by Taylor Swift. Number four, 1-800-273-8255 by Logic featuring Alessia Cara and Khalid. And number five, Despacito. Your album list, your number one album this week debuting at the number one spot is Wonderful Wonderful by The Killers. Hey! Which I talked about last week. That's very wonderful. Yeah, for them. Uh, number two, <laughs> not for people who listen to it. Number two, Gemini by Malcolm Moore. That's his first solo album in, what, seven years, I think? Right. Um, uh, uh, his uh, kind of make good after the Ryan Lewis years. Um, I hear it's, eh. It seems like it's middle. Uh, and Billboard just keeps auto-scrolling and I'm trying to get back to number, two, number the top five and it's not letting me because it does the stupid autoplay video thing. Oh my god, this is incredibly frustrating. It, it, it keeps moving me back to number seven every time I scroll really, really up. fast. I can't look. What? Look. Look. Don't scroll so fast, then. No, I, I have to because it does it automatically. Watch. Every time I try. Okay, there, there we go. It stopped. Okay. Number three, Love is Rage 2, Lil Uzi Vert. And number four, By Any Means 2, by Kevin Gates. And rounding out the top five, Trip by Jen Aiko is number five. You tripped. You tripping, man. Your Moana watch, uh, nah, screw it. No, no. Broken. Site's broken. Billboard, fix your site. Fix your mobile. I hate freaking auto-playing videos. Right. Uh, what's the new releases for this week? We have... Al- Alessandro Cortini with Avanti. Okay. August Burns Red with Phantom Anthem. Blue Hawaii with Tenderness. Citizen with As You Please. Cults with Offering. Daphne with Jolly Mai. Okay. DuckTales Woo. with Jersey Devil. <laughs> we have Keely O'Kirky with Fatherland. We have Kalila with Take Me Apart. Okay. We also have that new Liam Gallagher album. Oh, yeah. As You Were. Yeah. Uh, Marilyn Manson also has a new album, Heaven Upside Down. <laughs> uh, we also have Mr. Heavenly with Boxing the Moonlight. We have Shigeto with The New Monday. We also have The Black Dahlia Murder with Nightbringers. The Darkness with Pinewood Smile. The Weather Station with The Weather Station. <laughs> the White Buffalo with Darkest Darks and Lightest Lights. <laughs> Weaves with Wide Open. Whitney Rose with Rule 62. And Wolf Parade with Cry, Cry, and you guessed it, Cry. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Yeah. Solid week. Yep. And that brings us to the big story. Yes, we're, we're, we're going to music store. We're going to have to talk about this now, Matt. Okay. We, we, yes, we, I guess we do. Yes. Uh, so this is our generic festival picture, but yeah. So as, as all of you know, this past weekend in Las Vegas, some idiot yeah. decided to be idiotic and hoard a bunch of guns in a hotel room and open fire. Yeah. Um, so 500 plus injured? Yes. 
Um, um, how many uh, deaths? I fifty. Post, last I saw was fifty-six deaths. Six deaths confirmed. Confirmed uh, as deaths. of this moment. Yes. Um, uh, over five hundred people injured. This was uh, in Las Vegas. Yes, this was in Las Vegas during the Route ninety one Music Fest. Yeah. Uh, Jason Aldean was playing or was headlining while this was going on. Uh, it's been all over the news. Um, yeah. We have to cover it. So th- three things here. Yep. One. Uh, this is domestic terrorism. Let's not beat around the bush. Just because. Unlike Fox News, uh, yeah, who's I don't care. We'll call it what the, what it is. Yeah, I don't care if he's white. It's still terrorism. Like, just call it what it is. Don't try to make your puff pieces about how he was a quiet man and he had hobbies. It's like no, it's not what we need to talk about. We talk about how he got those guns, why he had assault rifles, why anybody has assault rifles. Right. Uh, second thing. Like, like, we understand right yeah. to bear arms, but right. th- those are not weapons <laughs> no. of protection. Those are mass killing machines. Yeah, no. There's they one are designed to mow yes. down the most people in the shortest amount of time. It's the only reason why assault rifles, rifles exist. Uh, right. They are military use. Um, second thing. Uh, yeah. Uh, we need to talk. We, uh, we, we need to do something about guns. Right. This country. Um, um, you know, people are saying, oh, don't politicize this tragedy. Well, yeah, but you have to do something. You know, like, this has happened. There's some statistic where it's like, what, there were 270-something days in the year. There have been 273 mass killings this year. Something like that. It's ridiculous. It's almost every single day. Right. There's also uh, the stat where we're the, we're the only country in the world where a mass killing is accepted. Because it's normal. Because we consider it's normalized. You're right. Because it happens so much that we become desensitized to it almost. Where it's like it's become something that we we, we we move on from quickly because we know that it just happens all the time. It's like this is not a conversation we should be having. The conversation we should be having is man, isn't life so great when we uh, decided that uh, that assault rifles weren't something that everybody should just have? That's the conversation we should be having. Uh, so yeah, uh, hopefully uh, future legislation will uh, work. And of course, the third thing is, of course, uh, definitely our heart goes out to the victims, the families of the victims. Uh, the good people in Las Vegas, the first responders who got out there and, uh, and went to the scene right away, the, the people who uh, gave blood at uh, the many blood drives that were happening right after that to help victims and the injured and uh, and the people who um, have donated to the cause. Um, there's been, uh, I saw a prominent GoFundMe uh, link that was getting tossed around for the victims of the, yes. of the massacre. Yeah, I, mean, I saw that. And within yeah. five hours, it had 800,000 donations. Yeah, that's great. It shows that people, if they, they see people in need, they will go. They will jump at them. Though. Right. So I think that the, the, the conversation is, doesn't need to just be one of those things. It needs to be all three of these things. I think to to say that this is the, the that we should be focusing on one thing is to ignore the importance of all three of these things. It is important to think about the uh, the the state of how many of these of these attacks are one on U.S. soil and two are by white men. It is also important to think about um, the effect of how easy it is to get these assault rifles and these guns. And the third thing is, of course, um, to give credit where credit is due for the people who are actually helping, who are actually doing something to help uh, when something horrendous goes wrong. So, um, yeah, I think that this can be prevented, and we need to work 
uh, towards a future where this doesn't happen. But um, for the time being, um, I'm glad that we have people that can uh, do good in the face of evil. Yes. Um, Moreover, on this, uh, I did have friends there yeah. at the country concert. Um, not just friends, but also family. Yeah. I literally just had a literally minutes before the podcast started that my aunt was at the wow. um, country concert. Jeez. Yeah, she is back home safe in San Diego. She had not told anyone that, that she was in the middle of the gunfire until recently. Yeah. She will be getting um, psychological treatment for it uh, starting on Monday. Okay. But, yeah. Okay. Uh, hey, like I said, it, this is another example of uh, people willing to help. You right. Know, like, when people read the stats about injured, that doesn't, of course, uh, include people who are uh, mentally troubled uh, by the things that are happening. Right, and I think that's also that's just as important in a lot of ways. Right, my mom was telling me that she had to, my aunt had to climb a fence in order to get to safety. Oh, yeah, that as she was running away, she happened to go into the one place where the police and medical trauma yeah. just happened to be yeah. in order to get uh, taken care of. So yeah, that stuff is something I'm sure she needs to talk through. Right, because that's that's not stuff that's easy to take. Right, because it's not something that you're expecting. No. Ever. At a country, especially at a country festival. Right. So that is probably our opportunity to talk about the other thing, other side of this, which we kind of brought up in the last story about this, about the, 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 the woman fired. So, yeah, it's relationship to country music. This was a country music uh, festival. Yes. And the only reason why this is notable is because, like I said earlier in the podcast, there's a traditional association with fans of country music, with the country music industry, and guns, especially hunting and... The culture of the rural South, right? But uh, even which in involves hunting, a lot of hunting, right? But even in, in gun hunting, most right. rifles are single bullet right because they're designed for designed one, for shot one shot. Because if you miss, then obviously the animal is aware. They're right. scared. They're gonna run away. So I'm not saying specifically assault rifles here. I'm just saying the association with guns. Oh yes, there is an association uh, with with the genre, right? And like like a national rifle association. <laughs> yes, turns out. Um, so yeah, um, I think that uh, this is an opportunity for uh, people in the country music community uh, to do something about this. I think that they this is a good opportunity for um, artists that are prominent in the scene. To say things. And get this. This is an interesting follow-up. And the one positive of this story that I saw uh, coming out of this on Twitter. You're going to gasp. <gasps> Taylor Swift made a statement. <laughs> Weren't you just saying how Taylor Swift doesn't make statements? I was. This is why this is a big deal. You were literally just saying that like two Taylor weeks ago. Taylor Swift's Twitter feed on Monday actually posted and said... That said, uh, like uh, made a statement about the victims of the of the shooting, and said it was a deplorable act. Not in so many words. I don't know the exact quote, but right. but yeah. So Taylor or whoever is writing Taylor's tweets, good on you. You uh, realize that you are part of a large community. I don't know if this is because it was specifically a country music festival, and maybe that they the Taylor camp felt that they especially had to be vocal here. But um, I was pleasantly surprised, and I'm glad um, that she said something about this, um, or at least her platform said something about this, because I think every little bit helps. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I, I hope that's not just Taylor. I hope that other uh, other country artists use this as an opportunity to 
one distance themselves from that kind of activity, that kind of action. I don't want uh, it to be a thing. It's like that, that, that kind of be th- that thing normalized. I don't want people to be thinking like that lady, mm-hmm. and, and just thinking like, oh well, country music fans, of course they're going to shoot people. It's like no, no, well, no, 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 that no, no. The guy was not even at the concert. No, he also yes, also. So yeah, I don't think it's a fair assessment. Like I said earlier. And yeah, but uh, if more uh, more artists like Taylor, which is not something I ever thought I'd say, more artists spoke up about this like Taylor, I think that'd be good. So, right. Um, I haven't followed. I do not follow uh, country music. Yeah. Uh, closely enough to know like what people are tweeting or saying about this. Uh, I would I ask assume... Kristen, I, I ask Kristen, but I don't think she follows that kind of thing. Well, she's also not here. She's <laughs> out. Also true, but yeah. Also, also she. She seems, uh, when I brought it up before, she seems to start try to stay out of politics. Oh, yeah. Which is unfortunate. Uh, but, <laughs> yeah. Other than that, uh, it'd be interesting to get a perspective of somebody who's following that scene. Um, but, yeah. It's uh, definitely sad, uh, and uh, but I definitely think that it's a, fixi- a fixable problem and something we need to work on. Uh, but right. Uh, it has to remain to be seen. Right, as a... Uh... Jimmy Colbert said this past uh, <laughs> All Monday. Of what? All of them? Jimmy, Jimmy and Colbert? Yeah, yes. Jimmy, the Jimmy's and Colbert. Jimmy's and all Colbert of them uh, made statements regarding this. And the one thing I got out of it was that the one thing you shouldn't do is do nothing. Right. Yes, definitely. Right. Don't don't make this go away. Make this a precedent. I mean, there there's even a bill going around currently yes. in, the, uh, in Congress about silencers and how they should or should not be right. purchased. Right, and that is super dangerous. One of the things that was going around the internet was that it was the gun shops that actually were the thing that made a lot of people uh, realize they needed to run to safety. Right. And so if, for example, if the shooter had silencer on his gun, none of them would have known and even more people would have been even more in danger. So that's a dangerous little thing, that thing. And it could, um, it could cause problems if not kind of nipped in the butt now so uh yeah call your you know the usual spiel call your reps if you have their number especially if you know that they vote for that kind of thing here in california we don't really have to worry about it but there are states out there that i'm sure you need to be on those phones if you want change to happen so uh do that um uh you know work with your friends go to protests you know do what you need to do do what you can donate donate blood if you can um, there's always a need for blood. Uh, donate money if you can, of course, if your budget allows. The usual. Yeah. All right. I think we've uh, exhausted this exhausted. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> We're almost done here. Okay. So I remember how you mentioned uh, Tom Petty and him being classic, classic rock. Yeah. Yeah. Um, classic rock's going away. Uh, sort of. Sort of. It'll, 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 in maybe not so many words. Yeah. But as I've written down here, is there any room left for classic rock on the radio? <laughs> uh, as the LA radio station, The Sound, yeah. 100.3 The Sound, which only plays classic rock, uh, a.k.a. your parents used to jam out to. Well, okay. We should be a little bit more specific here. Yes. The term classic rock traditionally note i say traditionally here yes uh refers to rock uh album oriented rock from the 70s and 80s and sometimes 60s yeah depending yeah the big bands but mostly the 70s and the 80s yeah mostly that is what's traditionally referred to as classic rock okay now go on right (laughs) it's key um so uh the so like we said that that station the sound uh will be changing into a christian radio station 
K-Love. <laughs> uh, yes, this is, news comes right after Intercom, uh, the parent company of the sound, announced that it was completing a merger deal with CBS Radio. Um, they have given a 30-day notice to the sound. So uh, if you want to get your classic jam on and you're in the L.A. area, yeah. this will be your last chance. Because uh, as of, I guess, the end of October, roughly, it will be going away. Yeah. And this just brings up a point of, are we losing out on this music? Or does streaming basically fill that gap? And that's kind of the tricky answer to that question in 2017 is, who is listening to the radio? Well, not only that, but, <laughs> but who, without the radio, who's finding either new music or the classic music? It's literally everywhere. Right. You don't need to listen to the radio for it anymore. It's at your fingertips. Even if it's not streaming on Spotify, you can YouTube pretty much every song that's ever been recorded. You can, you you can even YouTube find. songs yeah. that have not been recorded yeah. but played by a band <laughs> live yeah. for one time only showing. It's true. And it's there. It's true. So we're at a point where you don't need the radio. That being said, I understand this is an end of an era for a lot of people. Right. And I do not blame people who would be upset by this news because I'm like, I know for sure I like the feeling of having a go to radio station. Of course, I haven't had this feeling in like 10, 15 years, but I remember what it was like to have a radio station that I could go to and enjoy. Do you remember being hooked on that feeling? Yeah. Whoa, whoa. I'm high on the <laughs> There you go. Um, yeah, it was, it's, it's a cool feeling, and I'm sure a lot of people had that with the classic rock. That being said, again, classic rock as a, uh, is such a malleable term at this point. And, I mean, you have, um, local channels, uh, local, in the LA area itself, actually, it's funny that this was an LA story, uh, the LA area itself also has K-Earth 101, which traditionally in the 90s was a, uh, a, 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 a um, um, a um, uh, oldie station, which meant fifties and sixties at the time, um, which is now uh, a expanded format that includes seventies, eighties music. So there's even crossover there with what a classic rock station would have played. So who knows what even classic rock means in 2017? Technically, when classic rock stations were popularized, the most the seventies and the eighties were referred to classic rock as because they just happened. Now. The same amount of time would be 90s alternative. Right. <laughs> Which is insane to think about. So if you want to hear, like, some Radiohead on, on your classic rock, then maybe. But it's, just, it's, it's crazy to think about what even that means. But yes, you're right. I think streaming um, and YouTube kind of make this known void. But, um, but and especially, and also satellite radio. Uh, yes. Also exists, which has a format for literally oh, like every channel is a different format. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, I don't think this is necessarily uh, the death of an entire genre of music. It's just I'm not saying this could be the death, but no. I'm just saying that it is possible for this type of genre or this type of decade of music to get lost. No, I don't think so. I don't think it's possible in this era. Era, in fact, it's being less and less likely for any era of music to be lost. Okay. I think the radio, even though it once was a mainstream force in the media, is no longer going to be that. And I think this is just another uh, example of it going slowly, slowly, slowly into the sunset. 
All right, and let's slowly, slowly, slowly wrap up this podcast. Let's do that. Not slowly. Yes. <laughs> okay, uh, so uh, we have two more stories before we're done here. Okay. Uh, first up is Marilyn Manson. Yep. Uh, who was injured during a concert in New York when a large piece of stage scenery fell on him. Yeah. Uh, the prop was held together with metal scaffolding. It was two guns um, holding up each other, and it fell on him. When you describe that, I imagine two guns holding up each other, like a gun firing at a gun, and it's like a gun gun holding up a gun. (laughs) No, no, no. no. (laughs) Two guns like this holding up. Got it. Yeah. I I know what you mean. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But yeah, it fell on him as he was climbing it. Apparently, he wasn't supposed to climb on it. Well, yeah. uh, He did, anyways. I don't think anyone told him not to. Because he's Marilyn Manson. Yeah. Uh, but when it fell on him, he laid up on the stage for 15 minutes, oh. covered by a white sheet before he was carried out on a stretcher Jeez. and taken to a hospital. <laughs> uh, it, this story does have a silver lining. Okay. He didn't make it. He is pulling through. He is uh, safe. All right. uh, but he has canceled uh, nine tour dates following yeah. the injury. Uh, his condition is stabilized, and he is recovering. Uh, he was flown from New York to an L.A. hospital. Where he is where he's getting treatment. So obviously it's bad that he got hurt, but I do wonder how many people in the audience thought it was part of the act. Yeah, and then I also Seeing wonder what Marilyn, Marilyn Manson. Right, and then I also wonder when the panic set in, like when they yeah. took the white sheet over him. Or... Again, because you described putting a white sheet over, like oh, we, that sounds like that would just happen. Like Marilyn, it sounds like that would just be part of this. It would just be a bit of a show. Yeah. So I don't know. All right. <laughs> and lastly, um, glad he's recovered. Yes. And lastly, in music news, um, as, as we mentioned before, uh, donate blood, donate what you can yeah, to uh, yeah. Las Vegas Fund. But also, yeah, there's still people in Puerto Rico who need our help. Yeah, that's also a thing. Uh, don't be like the president and just say, oh, it doesn't count because it's not as bad as Katrina. No, it still counts. People are still They're dying. literally they, without power. People can't use any... Yeah, people don't have power. People are dying. People are drowning. It, the yeah, it's bad. Uh, so yes, definitely give uh, and support the people of Puerto Rico if you can. Yep. One way you can do that is by purchasing a Green Day album or a sure. pseudo Green Day album. Okay. Oh yeah, I heard about this. Yeah. So Green Day released an album of covers yes. on Bandcamp in order to support the victims of Hurricane Maria that hit Puerto Rico. And there's some freaking great people on that thing. Uh, the album is titled Earth Day. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, Green Day, Green Earth Day. Day. Yeah. Yes. Uh, contains 22 of the group's songs being performed by 22 different bands. Uh-huh. Uh, this is free to listen to. You can listen to the entire album without donating. Yeah. But it is suggested that you donate at least a dollar. Right. If not more, if you can. If you can. Yes. Uh, the list contains some of the more recognizable songs. As well as some uh, diehard fan songs on there. It's, and uh, yeah. you know some of these bands? I do know some of these bands. Do you want to read some? Go ahead. No, I, I don't know them by heart. Oh, no, I don't, I don't know them. Written down. No, I don't have them written down. Okay, well, I, I remember reading the, some of the names. I was like, oh, this is great. So, um, yeah. Okay. That sounds like a cool thing. I'm glad they're doing it. Yeah. Uh, this was also released on October 1st. A.K.A. When Green Day Wakes Up. Because, yeah, September ended. Yes. Uh, they, they even made that joke in their little <laughs> oh, um, uh, press release that they did for it. That's great. It's like, now, now that we're up, here's this new album. Now that we're up. <laughs> yep. Because they're probably so sick of people making that dumb joke. You included. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Yes, because on, on September 30th, I made the joke, hey, Green Day, <laughs> September then, get your ass up uh, now. P- political writer uh, and uh, social media maven and a, a Teen Vogue uh, columnist, uh, Lauren Duca, even made a wake Green Day up joke yes. this week. And I was like, really? <laughs> even Lauren Duca is making these jokes now. Okay. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. Uh, apparently, <laughs> Green Day will now forever be stuck with this. Yep. I'm pretty sure they realized that a couple of years from now, but yep. every year we shall remind them. Yep. Wake me up when September ends. Yes. Okay. Oh, uh, no. You know what else is ending? Uh, not us, because I have oh, one last story. You have one last story. Yes. Also dealing with um, Puerto Rico. Okay. Daddy Yankee has donated $1 million sure. towards hurricane relief aid. Okay. Uh, this was because he was uh, born in San Juan. And said that his primary goal was to see as many Puerto Rico residents safely under a roof. Mm-hmm. So, Danny Yankee also, um, even though you don't listen to him, I don't know how he still has a billion dollars, but he is donating that to the citizens of Puerto Rico. And what are you will... talking about? Of course he has a million dollars. He has like a zillion dollars. He's Mr. Despacito. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> he has more than that to give away, that's for sure. I don't know. You would think. You would um, think. But I don't know. But yeah, um... Yeah, so he's doing that. Uh, like we said, uh, continue to help. People everywhere need our help. Continue to donate uh, where you can, when you can, if you can. Because um, people don't have it all too well around yeah. here. And with that... That we'll finally do it. Yes, we shall. this very long-winded episode of the Media Boat Podcast. We had a lot of things to talk about, and we had a lot of things to say about those things. Yes, we, we had a lot of thoughts. Uh, yeah, turns out. We will, of course, be back next Wednesday for another episode of the Media Boat Podcast. But also, you can catch us on other things as well, not just the podcast. Before the podcast, on Tuesday night, we will return with another sports-based uh, uh, special stream on twitch.tv slash mediaboat. And on MediaBoatPodcast.com, we will be streaming the owner uh, mode of the franchise mode in Madden 18. Uh, we will be playing around with that, so tune in if that sounds like a dumb adventure, because it will be dumb, I guarantee it. Yep. Watch us uh, set uh, merchandise prices. <laughs> At some point next week, we will also be streaming Shadow of War. Yeah! Uh, whenever we get our hands yeah, on if it. He gets a sh- a cop- if he gets a copy of uh, Shadow of War, he will be playing some Orc Battle in for you. Yep. Uh, he may also play some MLB The Show next week as well. Right, as we are getting uh, into we get MLB postseason, uh, I'll go through some of the modes, and I'll probably choose one of the quicker ones that we can go through together and play. Yep. Uh, won't be another season-long thing, because that no, took forever. Takes so or long. I could do a season and just be a closing pitcher. So that way they only bring me in like once a week. Yeah, maybe. Uh, so yeah, if you want to find out when those things happen, you can subscribe to our social media feeds. On Twitter, we are at MediaBookCast. On Facebook, just search MediaBookPodcast. We have a page there. If you want to watch us live on twitch.tv slash MediaBook, you can do that on Tuesday and other days when we tweet. You can watch us live on this podcast on Wednesdays at 8 o'clock p.m. Pacific time. Um, on youtube.com just search media about podcast there that's our channel um, you can also find us on um, you can help us out on patreon.com donate to as little as a dollar a month and you can help us out make this content even better of course we prefer you to donate to the thing we told you earlier in the podcast but if you have some extra money left over donate to us and we'll put that money to good use with more beautiful content just like this uh, if you want to see 
where our beautiful content lives. That's BeautyBoatPodcast.com. We have features going up every single day, almost. Um, uh, so tune in for uh, to that for uh, our thoughts about things, um, uh, features like box office money, uh, box office money, box office numbers, box every office Tuesday, money. and new releases every Friday. So go to MediaBoatPodcast.com for all that and more, and that will finally do it. Yep. All right. For the Media Boat Podcast this week. Yep. All right. And that will do it for us. Uh, I've been Mike. He's been Matt. Uh, this is Media Boat Podcast. See Thank you, guys. you all for tuning in. Uh, we're slowly approaching 100 episodes. Almost there. So well, when we get there, we will definitely make a big deal about it. Maybe have some special musical guests come in and play. <laughs> no. Bye. Bye. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs>